So we cannot rely on organic growth. We need to stimulate it. We need to fertilize it. And that's what you're here to do, to speed up those natural processes and then to maintain them. That's why it is social permaculture. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. One thing I want to note, I've talked about this a bit on videos before, but it, it is this, why does networking not work? And I would say that networking in general doesn't work very well because what does it mean for most people to network? It means to go to a place where there are other people of that thing, a networking brunch, a, a meetup group, a, a seminar, a conference, a workshop, right? We turn up and we do the thing that we're all there to do. And if we're friendly and sociable, we'll go and shake some hands. Not now. We'll, whatever people do now, bow, nod, like shuffle their masks at each other or whatever the new greeting will be. Uh, you know, have a chat, surface level chat, maybe exchange contact details and say, hey, we should do something. And that's about it. That is not networking. That's the start of networking, but it's not real networking. The reason that doesn't work and the reason why a lot of some people I've seen saying, well, you know, I've met lots of people, I've been in lots of scenes, but it's not, I don't really feel like my lifestyle's working that well. It's because there is no investment in each other. Even if you're in the same scene, even if you've hung out in the same scene for years, let's say you go to the local hill, what do you call it? Rockabilly night every Thursday morning at the Scotch and Fiddle. That's a bar I made up. And uh, Scotch and Fiddle, that sounds like a good name for a bar. And you go and you know that guy, hey, it's that dude we love, he'll fucking rockabilly and we're there with our Elvis quiffs and our leather boots and our flanny shirts and our tattoos. And uh, we, we, we like each other and we hang out, we have a beer and then we see each other next week. And we've done that for four years. That person is still not your friend, right? You've still not even, you still haven't networked with him. You, you haven't, you barely scratched the surface. The difference comes when you meet up with him and you say, Hey man, do you want to come for a, for a drive on, on Saturday? And I'm going to go and check out this, whatever. I'm going to go to a market. You want to come? I'm offering, I'm offering to give him my car and take him somewhere. Right. Or, or I, or I'll make an, an offer for a collaboration or a trade or one of the actions, right? That's when things start to start. And then if he rejects that offer, you know, pretty much that, oh, okay, it's just an acquaintance. It doesn't mean I hate him or need to delete him from my life. It's just like, cool, that's my drinking buddy at that bar. And, I, and what do I get out of him? I feel okay and I feel comfortable being at the bar. And maybe if he's a cool dude, we chat to some girls together and maybe that works too, but that's about it. Okay, that's the extent of that relationship. Cool, we put them in a different category, right? They're, 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 they're essentially in the followers category, the followers that we know and are friendly with. Okay, that's a group. I, th those people pad my parties. I pad their parties. You know, I invite them. I have invited those kinds of people to things before and I probably will again. Eh, less so these days, but you know, that's cool. Then, then out of that, that person comes to my party. I'm like, Hey man, cool. Yeah. Nice to meet you. And I talked to him for the rest of the night, but he's got access to my scene or I've got access to his and maybe I go and make another connection that I do properly. Okay. So please keep that in mind. So the, the, what defines a real crew member, a real tribe member, a real friend is the flow of favors and debts and the balancing of those over time. And it doesn't have to be very much time. Sometimes it can be a very short amount of time, but the debt and the favor is more dangerous, right? So I said this last week when we were looking at offering, what are we offering? We're offering things that are cheap to give away. And if we lose them, it doesn't matter. A smile, a hello, a bit of advice, a friendly call, 
sending someone a funny meme or a cool video, right? This is offering stuff, but it costs us nothing except the seconds that it took to do it. And it was pleasant to do anyway. It wasn't, wasn't a hardship. So I can do that all the time. And I should like do a lot of that, right? When I give the money to Granny Hedge, it's just like, makes me feel kind of good and she needs it and that's it. That's, that's the extent of that relationship. You really know the bonds are, are deeper when you or they ask for a favor that hurts to give them. Really important to note this. It puts you out in some way, right? When someone calls you and asks, hey man, can you do this thing? You're like, ah, that's asking a lot. What's your answer? And you're like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. I'm a bit irritated or yeah, that's a bit of work. Okay, that costs me more time than I would usually give. But this person, yes, I owe them or I have owed them in the past. I trust them. I have a good real bond with them. So I'll put myself out for them. And then I will expect that at some point sooner or later, I can ask the same or they will just repay it to me without asking. I mean, sometimes I just leave it and I'm like, hey man, can you do that thing? Can you do this? And then, and then they have to say yes, right? Because if they don't, then I'm like, oh, okay, mm, I see. That's how it works, huh? And okay, maybe they can't say yes because they're like, oh man, I wish I could, but blah, 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 I can't do this. Okay, fine. But um, I am aware of that. Like if someone refuses my requests several times after I know I've given them stuff, I will downgrade them. Again, I don't hate them. I'm just looking at human nature. People do what they do. <laughs> it's like, you can always trust people to do the thing that they usually do. That's, that's, and, and, and sometimes they change, but only when they sign up for a course like this or work really hard to change. Most people don't change unless life changes them in an extreme way or very gradually over time, or they have a child or they get hit by a car or they lose everything or something just gives them a big wake up call. But usually people stay and operate more or less the way they always have. So it's easy to read people once you see them, see the pattern for a year. As an aside, I don't really trust anybody and I don't trust them with things that are really damaging to me for a year. I, I like to watch someone for, a, for four seasons before I decide, okay, yeah, this, this person I really trust. And sometimes I still fuck it up. I've had people appear to be trustworthy for two years and then fuck me over. But it's better than just immediately assuming that if, this is not about thinking that people are untrustworthy or that... Um, you know, being cynical about life. It's just that people operate within their self-interest primarily. And they do that in all sorts of funny ways. Some people do it in a really smart reciprocal way. Some people do it in a fearful short-term scammy kind of way. Some people do it in a way that actually hurts them by trying to give too much, the nice guy, and then hoping they're going to get, get what they want and then trying to, trying to get it back in a slimy kind of way, right? So these strategies will only, only work if we're able to ask deeper debts, if we're uh, deeper favors, if we are willing to be in debt to somebody on a deeper level and then willing to repay them. Okay. So get it out of your head that anyone's going to do anything for you for no reason, out of niceness, out of kindness, out of altruism. Just fuck that off as an idea. I hope that makes sense. Networking doesn't work unless you're in debt to each other. And remembering that organic growth in this sense, in the social sense, only happens in high growth areas with high growth, with motivated people, right? So that's why I say in college or you're backpacking around Thailand and you're at the party scene and everyone's young and there to party and meet people or at a festival or this, <laughs> this group, right? The organic, I mean, in a way, organic growth is happening very fast within this crew because everyone's super motivated to do that one specific thing of, of connect with people. But that organic growth burns out 
in in every scene. In every scene, it eventually burns out if if not cultivated. You see that by the by by year the first year of uni, people are all excited going to parties, da da, and then they split off into their cliques, and then uni gets harder, and they have to focus on their studies, and then they get a girlfriend. Uh, and then they come out of uni and they just have their five buddies and they get a job. And then it just goes from like knowing a hundred people to down to five. And then it, they pick off or 10 and then they get picked off one by one by their wives or jobs or moving overseas and so on. So we cannot rely on organic growth. We need to stimulate it. We need to fertilize it. And that's what you're here to do to speed up those natural processes and then to maintain them. That's why it is social permaculture, right? It should be regenerative. Whoa. This, I'm going to push this analogy as far as I can, guys, until you're sick of it. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Natural, Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The, the Natural, Natural TV. TV. See you on the next episode.